Over this summer break, the Rush Hour podcast is bringing you some of the best bits of the show from the year. Embers, Katie, I thoroughly enjoyed our little chat with Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, you're a big fan, aren't you, Lee Charles? This bloke is strange. <laughs> well, like, yeah. like, great to talk to, but we remember when we spoke to him, right, and yeah. we Zoomed him, right, yeah. and he had all these dolls right in mm. front of him. Like, well, it was Halloween. Yeah. It was yes. Halloween, but yes. But then halfway through his chat, he started talking about Bob. Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob, Bob. We're thinking um, Bob. Oh, he, it must be his roommate yeah. or his son. Yeah. No, no, Bob's the dog. Bob's the dog. And, <laughs> and he then proceeded to really talk about that dog for the first bit of the interview. Yeah, just uh, took off and said, oh, excuse me, I'm just going to go and uh, make sure Bob's water's full. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember the 90s TV show called The Bob Morrison Show? That was about a dog. Was it? Was yeah. it? What's yeah. the Bob Morrison show? It was a weird a TV show. Australian, Bob. Yep, Australian TV show about a dog. Well, weird comedy go. show that we aired on Channel 9. Anyway, that is not this Bob uh, that no. we're talking about, but we are talking about the Bob that is owned by Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone you Age. You like this chat, Leachy? Oh, I remember loving it and I'm going to enjoy <laughs> he lived it, it even more now. <laughs> hey, uh, Josh, first of all, just before we got on, you were calling out Bob. Um, I assume he's your dog. Is he with you now? Is he being obedient? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> He's so old and all he sees is shapes. He's a staffy. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> he's a staffy and he's looking at me like, whatever you're doing, knock it off. Yeah. Dad, you've been doing all these interviews point. all day. I just want to go and hang out with you. Can you please stop talking and talk to me? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Is, uh, is, Shall we? Is Bob um, probably what you miss most when you go on tour? Well, I miss my little ones the most, but they're holding him, so... Yeah, he's there. <laughs> right now there's a staffy on it on his back just <laughs> looking at the ceiling. <laughs> Wiggling like there's an itch he cannot scratch. Uh we're very much looking forward to you uh coming to Perth in February. Um have you been to Perth much? What's your sort of um standout memories from Perth, if any? <laughs> I've been banned from a hotel there. <laughs> oh, which uh, hotel? Which, which hotel, hotel, please? Uh, what's the one that, that, that it's not the union that's out there? It's changed names. Is it the Plaza? There's a Plaza Hotel, right? In Northbridge, and, is it, or the city? No, it's in, in the city. But yeah. also they've let us back in now. So they really, <laughs> the band was such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so, so short-lived. It was also very fair. I understood it. It made sense to me. Why but did it make could sense to you? I, I think they were a little bit um, unfair to kick you out. What happened, Josh, in your eyes? Well, I, I in my eyes, exactly. I had a split eyebrow. Oh, no. Uh, Nick Oliveri <laughs> had busted up a room. <laughs> Mark, Lanigan, Mark Lanigan busted up a room, and I got locked outside of my hotel room naked. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, but this also, you know, this was a long time ago now, and uh and they've since let us in. And, you know, I, I love the park there. It's quite beautiful. All the, all the water and everything. <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> Bob's like, and frankly, frankly, I like to, uh, you know, rent motorcycles in that town and ride out to the beach and get ice cream and not be eaten by a shark. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. We just try every day in Perth just to try not to get eaten by a shark. And every day is a bonus. I mean, even in the streets in the downtown, it's mm. quite difficult. I understand that. <laughs> hey, um, you've obviously worked with some pretty awesome people over the years. Who would be sort of the standout that you guys have worked with that just sort of blew your minds? Many folks, you feel that same comfort of, as if you went to school with them. Mm. And then there's just a few people that are just strangely different than them all. You know, I think Elton's a little different. Elton John is a, this incredible piano player. And uh, I think it's 
it's uncommon to hear him ripping around mm. the piano in a rock and roll song. So and that's just a joy. Plus, he was wearing a completely Smurf blue tracksuit and Smurf blue eyewear, and I realized <laughs> everywhere he looks is blue. <laughs> And so I just thought, I just thought, oh my God, I must look crazy to this guy right now. Well, everyone sees Elton John as, you know, one of the greatest, you know, of all time. But tell us what he is actually like behind closed doors when you sort of get to hang out with him at home. Is he, uh, is he kind? Is he generous? Is he funny? What, what sort of person is he? First of all, he sent me the dirtiest videos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right, love him. I that. love him even more now. <laughs> so he's a nasty bitch. But, but, then, but then what I would say is, when I was having really serious difficulties, he called me every day, yeah. every day, mm-hmm. every day for weeks on end. And he would say, and he would say wonderful things to me that were really nice, that felt, that were very specific, which meant he was being a, a kind and good listener. Yeah. I think oftentimes, I think it's very difficult to be understood, and it's very difficult to understand someone. And those moments are very fleeting. And when you feel you understand someone or maybe someone understands you, the tendency to hang on tight is there. But Elton has always been, he's a music person. And so I think uh, more than anything, he surprised me with his kindness and then the consistency of it. I know I'm not alone in that mm. assertion. Sure. And I just think that he's such a bad bitch, you know? <laughs> A caring bad bitch. I would Josh. love to know the kinds of videos he was sending, but probably not appropriate no, for radio. Don't. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Honestly, I can't unsee them, so I don't. know you don't. Obviously, uh, you've done a fair few festivals here in Australia. Uh, do you have sort of a standout memory? Yeah, of course. The big day off uh, was just. One of the most amazing, sorry. Big Day Out. <laughs> the Big Day Out. I reckon I came and watched you play at the Big Day Out. Was that early 2000s? Was that a Bassendine Oval by any chance? Yeah, it was. It was. We always called it the Big Day Off because you would play these amazing festival shows and then you could play your own shows and then there was three more days off. Yeah, and so you could go get right off after that. Yeah, oh, I hear you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Mick Harvey and PJ, PJ Harvey and every Harvey that, that was available. <laughs> And it just, just it, what it was is eclectic music from all over the spectrum yep. of strong women and, and fearsome boys. And, uh, yeah, it was just wonderful. One I of, love those tours, those big day off tours. One of the great perks, obviously, doing what you do is you get to travel, you plan. Uh, sorry, I got to – hold on. I'm sorry. I got to let Bob out. This yeah, is, you do that. So <laughs> Bob is the dog, and Bob needs to go and do a wee at the moment. Josh a, has been stuck with us for a little bit and he's uh, done some oh, lots wow. of interviews today. And it's like we have to do the same thing with Embers every oh, yes. 45 minutes in we this show. We have to let Embers oh. out as well just do a wee. <laughs> Sounds surprising. Sorry. Bob's gone. Bob's good. I don't know if he's good, but he's gone. He's <laughs> gone. He's, gone. He's, he's quiet for the time being. The world in your eyes, Josh. You've been to some incredible places and I'm sure played some gigs at some incredible spots. Where is one of the, the best places to go and uh, and play for you and your, your band? And you don't need to say Australia. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say I just <laughs> I, I, I do love playing there. I, I, you know, I love playing the European festivals. Yep. You play Pink Pop in, in the Netherlands, and it's this glorious festival. You play Glastonbury. And, you know, I've had wonderful moments in Splendor in the Grass. And, uh, and then you have this beautiful luxury of being able to go to 
Rio, where if a pterodactyl flew over the mountains, it wouldn't look strange at all. Mm. And, and it, Probably because of the shrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, what was that? Well, Jeez, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm no, just going to no. agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine horses I, I, I and think, the rest of it. <laughs> I think we get we get a great luxury doing what we are allowed to do and what we're blessed to do. And I don't really take it for granted. I just I always reserve the right to be surprised by life. And so I think I'm ready for each place that we go to do what it does. And I'm just there. You know, I think a lot of times I feel like a like I get to be a witness to what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I think um you'd be pretty hard to beat, but aside from you, who do you reckon is the coolest redhead in rock? Oh, um, my twin brother Josh. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing this interview for me right now? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm I'm so used to like in your young life when you have red hair and someone says a ginger or someone if someone calls you a carrot top and I always think to myself the top of a carrot is the only part that's green. <laughs> so true. That is so true. So, so true. So I think to myself, that person should go outside and like think for a minute and come back in and, and start again. Obviously, you, your band group, um, you're coming together. I think you guys uh, got together back in 1996. When you joined the band and you guys are starting out, do you, in your wildest dreams, do you think, you know, 30 plus years later and here you guys <laughs> going, still playing around the world? Yeah, I mean, I never. Um, I'm a contractor's son, but my but my dad told me something interesting. He told me that you know I, I grew up on a job site, and he would say, "This is the last ten percent. This is the part where everyone else quits. Mm. And if you can just do this last ten percent and put in the detail work, you'll just be head and tails above everyone else because they quit." You know. And I don't know why, but it stuck with me. It's, you know, I think Queens has always been about the details, the little tiny details over and over and over. And uh, I often wait for someone to ring the doorbell with a clipboard and say, all right, that's enough. No one likes your music anymore. It's mm. time to go. And then people come in and they start taking all your shit out of your house. <laughs> but I do, know, I do know if that happened, I would say to that person with the clipboard, I would say, that was a pretty long time. Mm. I did pretty good. I did all right. And then I would punch that person in the face. Yeah. And that would Perfect. be warranted. Um, mm. Absolutely. Well, we're super excited for you to come to Perth. We cannot wait for that. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. And um, I will just say that this whole time we've been doing the interview, you're surrounded by Halloween decorations. Now, if they're not for Halloween, that's just a really scary room that you're sitting in. But I'm assuming Halloween's coming up and that's why. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I'll be. But I'll be honest. I don't think I ever did. <laughs> well, that's a great way to finish. Hey, Josh, we appreciate your time in the rush hour. Thank you so much. You got it.